The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, now your host, Jim Tofty. Though we just lost Don Everly and Phil a few years before that, the Everly brothers loved playing here in Las Vegas at the Orleans Theater in the late 90s, and they loved playing here almost as much as the crowds loved seeing them. Our morning show was lucky enough to have Don Everly in the studio with us to talk about their songs and performing live and so much more. And on this occasion, Don was just a joy to be with. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, this is announced Don Everly. Hey, hey, thank you so much. It's so good welcome, to have you. Welcome. Hey, thank you. it's my pleasure to be here. It really is. I, I, uh, that, that, that didn't sound too bad. That is our information correct that uh, this is this your, your favorite, favorite Everly song? One of my favorite. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, this uh, that's a, was recorded in stereo. <laughs> Yeah, Two tracks. That's right. And uh, we messed with the sound a little bit. And uh, that sound hadn't happened before with that record. We put some slap on the uh, echo slap on the old drums and tried to get some sounds out of it. It sounded like a timpani the way that song started. Yeah, well, you know, that that was inspired, believe it or not, by uh, Grand Canyon Suite. Don't. Is that right? Wow. Because. Uh, it was always that music, and it was a march, mm-hmm. like marching away with your life, you know, and your mm-hmm. heart in your hand, and wow, and, thing. and then the little rock and roll, the little rock and roll, the little gospel. You notice that the, 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 the uh, verses of the gospel, the great piano, song. Floyd Kramer on piano. No kidding. Yes, oh, playing gospel. Say. Chet Atkins was on that session. Oh my, that's that's Hank Garland. Um, now, was that before or after Wake Up Little Susie? That was after. That was after. That was our first. That, that Wake Up Little Susie was a controversial little thing. Well, yeah. Mm, it's so goodness. strange. You know, I didn't even notice the, the lyric content of that song when I, the song suited me uh, rhythmically. Yeah. And uh, it's like I didn't pay no attention to the, the lyrics to Tutti Frutti. All I knew was yeah. I loved it. You sure. Know? Yeah. You know, and that kind of thing. And, but you didn't uh, think of the scandal it was. I mean, even Marilyn Manson won't touch this one. <laughs> <laughs> well. You know. <laughs> Maybe my ding-a-ling. Yeah. <laughs> I, the last night I said was talking to the audience, and, you know, uh, about music, and they did call it the devil's music. Yes. Back then. Wake oh, up, little yeah. Susie was the devil's music. And I said, little did they know what was coming. <laughs> no, did, did you face a lot of that when you go to some of these small towns that you'd have to kind of put up with some of Phil the... Phil and I had one thing going for us that the, most of the rockers didn't have. We were on the Grand Ole Opry, uh-huh. and we were country also. You yeah, know? Like sure. Like one day we would play... Uh, the New York Paramount with Alan Freed for a rock and roll audience. And yeah. then that next Saturday night, we'd be at the at the Grand Ole Opry, the Ryman Auditorium, with families yeah. and uh, singing the same songs. They didn't see anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But you had to be ready for it anyway. From oh, the element Jim's talking about, you're from there. Yeah. I mean, this is Bible Belt. Yeah, well, I, I just didn't notice it. Uh, the, I loved the audience at the uh, Grand Ole Opry, the families. They would yell and holler and the rebel yell kind of thing. That uh-huh. was fun. I loved it. Of course, then the uh, Paramount Theater was a lot of screaming and, uh, you know, stomping of feet. Wildness. Yes. Yeah. You guys had to be one of the first crossover artists. You were Well, Bye Bye Love made it in the rhythm and blues charts, country charts, mm-hmm. pop charts, which I'm very proud of. Yeah. And uh, uh, rock and roll was a mixture of country music, really, and the rhythm and blues. How early did you guys know you had great voices that could harmonize together? You know, we were working since I was about eight and Phil was six Is that right? on radio. We wow. would get up in the morning. We were the Everly family and we sang and, and I, I was a little Donnie for a while on uh, a 15 minute, yeah, 15 minute <laughs> radio show on Saturday before the movie and I thought I was a big star then. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> well, how come you? It was all wow. How come you don't look uh, old enough to be a rock and roll pioneer? You look pretty young. Oh, still. I've had yeah, help. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is, do some more. It's it my young great. wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. That would help. You know, you're talking about guys like Chet Atkins and Floyd Kramer. Were you guys a little nervous getting in the studio with some of these legends of the time? Well, Chet Atkins brought us to Nashville. Ah. Chet was the man that you were hitchhiking, I guess. Well, no, no. <laughs> it was that like. We were hitchhiking when we, we were, were in Nashville. We we struggled for a little bit. We lived on peanut butter and oh toast. My. That's a good one. Is that? We can live on that a long time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Protein. Yeah. Yes. We had a toaster and peanut butter. Uh-huh. And it works. And crystal burgers. It was another. You get a sack of them of 12 for a dollar. Oh, for heaven's sake. Is that like white, white castles? Yeah, like white castles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was musician's food. <laughs> that's that's but good Chet for you. Had, our father was a guitar player, thumb uh-huh. guitar player that inspired Merle Travis uh-huh. out of Kentucky. Mo's Rucker. Kennedy Jones, all these are the legends of Muhlenberg County, Kentucky. Guitar player, thumb pick. And songs like uh, Nine Pound Hammer and Dark as a Dungeon and uh, Sixteen Ton all came out of there. Chet Atkins, of course, is the, the, the ultimate thumb pick guitar player. Mm-hmm. And uh, he corresponded with my dad when we were working in Iowa. And so they knew, each, knew of each other. And we met him in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee when I was finishing uh, my sophomore year in, in high school. And I had written some songs and... Uh, so to our friendship with him, he gave it, gave us our te- his telephone number. We went to Nashville, sang some of the songs for him, and I got one recorded of all things when I was a junior in high school by Kitty Wells. Wow! And that started the ball rolling. That so was a big deal. It was right a big deal. Yeah. It was a big oh, deal. Were you guys big stuff at, in, in high school? They I mean, didn't even know about it. Is no, that right? No, they didn't. The high so? school. I mean, I, I enjoyed the high school in Knoxville, Tennessee, but uh, they weren't aware of what we were doing. Oh, you know? they are. It was. Uh, they were listening to actually. The rhythm and blues, and I was too, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I knew about country music through Hank Williams and Lefty Frizzell and all sure. the people that I loved, you know. And I also loved Bo Diddley and Little Richard and Chuck Berry right. and all that. Right. And that mixed together, I thought, I'm never going to be happy just doing just country, <laughs> you know, because once I heard Bo Diddley and all that, I had to. Thank and goodness. I think we incorporated. No, you, guys, well, you were integral in bringing all that well, together. We, you, you really were. Well, it came into realization when they, we got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I got this letter from the committee, and it said that uh, they were going to induct Ray Charles and Little Richard, Chuck Berry, Elvis, Buddy Holly, the Everly Brothers, and I thought, what a list. Wow. Yeah, but you know, to, you know any, to anyone who sang harmonies, you know, like the Beach Boys, the Beatles, any of the groups who came after you guys, they always mention you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we come from a background of where everybody's uh, on the front porch sang with their relatives. And, uh, Uncle Ernie. You know, <laughs> <they> would, <laughs> somebody would play the guitar, somebody would sing, and everybody would join in. So there was a lot of family acts in uh, country music. There was a lot of family shows like ours. There was... Uh, Carter's. The, you know, yeah, the sure. Carter's, the Hayden family. There was a bunch of family acts on radio. Uh-huh. And so it's not unusual to us. I just felt like we were another brother act. Yeah. Uh, there was the Louvre brothers, Wilburn brothers, the Milo twins, the Delmore brothers. I mean, the list goes on. Smith brothers. Did you, uh, did you know Buddy Holly? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow. We became very good friends with Buddy Holly and, and Jerry Allison, Joe B. Malden. Uh, that was the crickets. And um, we still are with Joe B. and Jerry. I see them occasionally, and uh, they're still dear friends. Do you know what Buddy had planned for the future? I mean, You know, it, Buddy was uh, very generous with his talent, and uh, he and I used to... He liked Bo Diddley, that kind of rhythmic guitar. Uh-huh. And we were taking it and use. I was using it acoustically. Buddy was playing electric that time. And I 
stuck with the acoustic. I'm playing electric with it now sometimes, uh, but uh, Buddy had a lot of talent. And in those days, the record career could, was from record to record. Mm-hmm. In three months, you could be the has it been. Yeah, sure. It was real edgy business. Uh, and if you didn't get your last record, didn't do as good as the one before that. Well, you just don't look. You top you from the top of the bill to the bottom of the bill. Nowadays, if your record doesn't do well, a movie company might buy your studio. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. It'll well, you know that way. The, the, the fan base was uh, just from single to single. It wasn't like an album market, mm-hmm. and so. But Buddy was was surviving pretty well, and he had a lot of b- bad business people around him because the people that were running the business then they did not love rock and roll. Yeah. In fact, they hated it. Mm-hmm. But they loved money. They loved and the money part of it. That's where the priorities were. It was so funny. They used to all of us, all the editors in those days would tell the artists, "You take care of the music, and I'll take care of the business." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Which was the worst thing you could do because sure. they didn't care about it. And they they were just trying to they get found it enough just, artists to go. They oh, also, good. They also thought it wasn't going <laughs> to last. You know, for the most part. Yeah, it's amazing to think yeah. there was a time when rock and roll is just a fad. Yeah, well, that's what they thought. So they'll just we'll just take it as far as we can, and just because an interview like this, this would go. Uh, what are you going to do when this is all over? That would be the first oh, question. Man. No kidding. You yeah. know, the people the Beatles, that yeah. the people uh, just didn't care for it. Buddy <laughs> was starting to step out, though. I mean, he was, yeah. he'd gone to New York to do the sessions that really weren't the the yeah. rock well, type kept, stuff he, he started with. Well, and he came he was branching Na- out. Yeah, he came through Nashville, and we we spent some time with him. It was just a shock. I went to I took to my bed when I heard about mm. him. Stayed yeah. in bed for yeah. a week. I couldn't sure. even go to the funeral. I was it just the mortality. I was just sort of dawned on me. And we'd been flying all kinds of planes oh, and yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, right. hey, any way to get to the gig. You know, I remember one time trying to talk a bush pilot up in uh, Quebec to take <laughs> oh, off the weather. Oh so we got to be at the gig. <laughs> yeah, as dangerous as air travel he said, he said, as you I might feel know. it is today. Yeah, you oh, guys yeah. were flying in some yeah. real puddle jumpers. Yeah, well yeah, we. And then we flew. It was the strangest thing. Mm-hmm. We finally talked him into taking us. Is that wild? And we flew. It was Ruan, Quebec. I'll never forget it. And he, he, the land, he had to come across. He looked for a spot, a river or a lake. Oh, <laughs> that's we, nice. We landed in a lake, and we pulled up to the bank with our guitars, got out of the plane, the uh. pontoon plane, crawled up the bank with the guitars, and looked for a payphone. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. Get a taxi, come and get God. You know, oh, one of your man. bigger national breaks had to have been the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. We've, we've talked to artists of the day who are a little controversial. We talked to Ray Mans, Eric of the Doors, yeah. and uh, Eric Burton of the Animals. Ed Sullivan wanted to make sure they weren't going to say some things that yeah. they were in their lyrics well, of their songs. Was he a little careful no, with you guys, no, or were you okay? No, no, no. We, uh, was Wake Up Little Susie an no, issue with no, that? No, it was only in Boston that they banned that. Really? really? Yeah. Boston was, I don't know, I think maybe someone just heard something in it that, uh, you know, in those days, they were reading things into it that really wasn't there. Yeah. I think the intention... Oh, we're on a date. It? We fell asleep. Yes, you know. <laughs> Somebody told me, he said, well, did he kill her? <laughs> <laughs> they jumped off the Tallahassee some Bridge, young, didn't they? Some yeah. young kid said, did he kill oh, her? God. <laughs> How was, was Ed, I mean, was after your appearance, I imagine you were starting to hear, did no, that it, lead to other things? Well, we did seven appearances. We uh, A lot of appearances on Ed Sullivan. Then we did some in the late 60s, too. Okay. Ed was uh, funny to work with, in a way. Was he? He, <laughs> he would sometimes introduce you from North Carolina and then from Kentucky. <laughs> and then one of our states. Look over at him. Yeah. They said if he looks over at you, just run over. <laughs> Take your cue. Oh, that man. was your cue. And you might be following an elephant, or you know. It was, but it was you got to really, be careful when you're doing there's that. A, I always notice when I see the old shows, they show some of them, and Buddy is, has the same look in his eye that I've got in my eyes. This fright yeah. of being on live television with people quite not. People around you don't really like what you're doing. Half the audience likes it. You know, there's been being polite. 
because you're on the Ed Sullivan Show. Wow. It's like when we did the Arthur Murray dance party. And this goes back. This is a story I tell because it just shows you what the, that they thought. They hired us to do the Arthur Murray dance party to plug when we were going to promote one of our songs. And they had a rehearsal hall with all the dancers and Arthur Murray and his wife. And we come up, they're going to do the run through the show. And they come to our part. And they got up and they announced. They said, you know, we don't like this kind of music. Welcome. Would you guys like to sing it for us? Now? <laughs> and I was really kind of, uh, you know, they was, it was a weird feeling i must uh, say this well listen i don't know how it happens but we have a guitar in the studio is there any w- a chance we could talk you into uh noodling around on a little bit or something for us oh, let's see if it's in tune a little bit it should be i don't feel like doing it i think it was just tuned <laughs> yeah as a matter of fact i think it's coincidentally as, in, it was just tuned and, it's as in tune as it's gonna get yeah it's my guitar so you tell us is it Ever I think you're right about that. You fished with better wire than <laughs> John Matt. Hey, John Everly. Dan, I got I to ask you one more question. One more you, question. In the late 60s, when everything started to get to get psychedelic and people yeah. were forgetting about Elvis and you guys, and yeah. then disco came in, how did you guys survive that period and then to well, come back? Was, we went to England. We went to England. We, we went to England. I remember all of a sudden, you know, I was meeting bands in the Midwest and they would have the long hair and the English accent until I got up close. They'd say, oh, we're from Omaha. All the British came here and you went there. Then. Well, then we would. Yeah. We, we started working there a lot. We'd always worked there anyway. And uh, we worked there about every two years. And I've worked some of the same theaters. It's kind of, uh, I love it. That we, well, it wasn't I, long my, after Carnaby Street that Chuck Berry got his big revival yeah, in England. Sure. Yeah, because they were still onto it and appreciative. Phil and I have sort of, we've been sort of, whether we're rock and roll, whether we're country, I think that we were country, basically. Yeah. I think we crossed over. We were in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we'll probably wind up in the Country Music Hall of Fame. They're cool. voting on that now. But wow. I'd like to be, because that's where my heart is. And your, your act of the Orleans is half and half, and it's beautiful. I've yeah. seen it. It's great. Oh, thank you. Oh, man. It's, you it's know, the, the Orleans Theater has been the, uh, one of my favorite gigs in Vegas. It's one of the best Excellent rooms in room. town. Yeah. Really it's it's nice. a theater. And it yeah. actually is, uh, you're able to do what you do in a concert yeah. in England. Yeah, no bad Yeah, there's no bad seats. Yeah. The sound is good. The lights are good. Got it right. And it's, uh, it's an intimate uh, situation that I enjoy. Well, this has been too, and we've enjoyed it quite a bit, Don. Thanks, Thanks. so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love that Don so expertly played the guitar for us live in the studio. Their great music is something I know I will hold close forever. And we talked about it in the interview with Don that so many groups were heavily influenced by the close harmony singing and acoustic guitar playing of the brothers, including the Beatles, Beach Boys, Bee Gees, Simon and Garfunkel, and so many more. Rolling Stone named the brothers the number one greatest duo of all time. They did get inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame shortly after this interview, as Don alluded to. Don was also inducted into the Musicians Hall of Fame and Museum in 2019. 
Well, that does it for this special edition of the Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. I kissed you.